Welcome to Dave Turner's Seat Yourself podcast series in the hospitality tabletop industry. Dave is the globally known chief evangelist and editor for tabletopjournal.com. This podcast was originally published in the week of February 25th, 2019, and runs for approximately 20 minutes. A non-traditional journalist, Dave has spent nearly 30 years as a sales and marketing executive in the world of hospitality. Hi again, everybody. It's Dave, and we're back with more of our Seat Yourself weekly podcast. And of course, by now, you know that the Seat Yourself podcast is our 15 to 20 minute take on what's happening in the world of hospitality tabletop. First of all, I can't believe it's almost March with the recent trade shows and all that's going on in our industry. The weeks just seem to be flying by. And this week, we're particularly excited because we what we told you last week about our new website, well, it's happened. The Seat Yourself website has gone live. It's seatyourselfpodcast.com. That's right. Seat Yourself now has its own website where you can find summaries of each podcast and links to all the platforms where you can find Seat Yourself. For those of you who may not know, Seat Yourself is located on iTunes. It's located on Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, and soon you'll be able to find all the episodes of Seat Yourself on iHeartRadio. But back to the new website just for a minute. As I said, the new website address is seatyourselfpodcast.com, and it's a simple, straightforward site that gives you a summary of each podcast, and it also allows you to search for your particular episode for topics and companies that you may want to look at that we've profiled in each of our segments. It's pretty exciting stuff. Since we started back in November, the number one question we've been asked is, where can I find the podcast Seat Yourself? Well, now it's easy. Just remember to go to SeatYourselfPodcast.com. It's all right there. And along with the new website, we've set up a new Twitter platform for Seat Yourself. So you want to check that out as well. Give us a follow and we'll certainly return the favor. Just look on Twitter. You'll know where to find us. Now, let's get on with this week's episode. And as you regular listeners know by now, we always start each Seat Yourself episode with the stat of the week. And this week's stat of the week is 15,000. According to the International Food Service Distributors Association, there are 15,000 food service distribution centers here in the USA. With Texas, California, and Florida leading the way, these distribution centers have over 288 million square feet of distribution space. And that equates to approximately 5,000 football fields. Wow. Now, of course, it's likely the majority of these distribution centers are for food, paper goods, janitorials, and other non-tabletop items. But you do get a sense from these numbers just how big and how important the food service and hospitality industry is here in the United States. And just one more stat from this area. These 15,000 distribution centers employ, get this, 131,000 drivers to deliver the goods to operators. In total, food service distribution employs over 350,000 people. That to us is simply amazing. Think of all the economic impact. And by the way, these 131,000 drivers represent nearly 4% of all the truck drivers in the United States. Once again, all these stats point out just how important on so many different levels that the food service business is. In our opening news story this week, the steakhouse chain Texas Roadhouse continues to defy the restaurant industry according to a recent article in the online version of FSR magazine. The article, written by writer Daniel Klein, reports that the successful chain is about to roll out the largest price increase that it has implemented in the last 15 years. 
This 3.2% increase is in response to increasing pressures on profitability with rising labor costs, the main issue, according to Ryder Klein. This Louisville-based restaurant chain has over 550 units. And by the way, does that number surprise you like it does me? Anyway, they saw their labor costs rise over 8, almost 9% on a per-store basis in the fourth quarter of 2018. However, Texas Roadhouse is implementing this large menu increase on the heels of an 11% increase in Q4 revenue and net increase of over 6%, both topping Wall Street expectations. But the story behind the story here at Texas Roadhouse, according to Arthur Klein, is the steakhouse chain's continued investment in its staff and its management. This comes despite an industry-wide issue of where do we find the great new talent in an era of record low unemployment. While most chains complain about how hard it is to find staff and often can have triple-digit turnover, Texas Roadhouse addresses the issue of improving employee retention rates by making sure they're fully staffed despite all the pressures on keeping costs down. In the FSR Magazine article, Texas Roadhouse President Scott Colosi is quoted as saying, that the number one reason people were leaving the chain was, quote-unquote, quality of life. Colosi goes on to say that when you've got management turnover getting close, down close to single digits, that is a huge competitive advantage for us. And as far as what bodes for the future quality of our guests and what the guest is going to get in an experience from us. So you may be saying, what does it all mean to me? I'd ask you, our listeners, whether you're a restaurateur, a supply chain player, or maybe you're a manufacturer, the question is, how do you view staffing levels at your company? You no doubt have the, see the costs associated with fully or overstaffing, but you also recognize the customer experience benefits of having a full staff of competent and fully trained personnel. Do you also recognize that low turnover in your staff can also translate into a better customer experience and ultimately customer growth? I think we can all take a lesson from Texas Roadhouse and their example by making sure that we keep our teams fully staffed and that our staff has the proper expectations in terms of workload. As Texas Roadhouse President uh, Colosi concludes, it's ultimately it's about doing the right thing for our guests and for our employees. That's great advice. The results from Texas Roadhouse are the proof. And in a couple of other news story hits that we thought you'd find interesting, Best Western Hotels has recently announced they've acquired the global hotel brand World Hotels, taking the Best Western brand now into the upscale and luxury hotel segments. World Hotels represents 300 unique and special properties and resorts all around the world. So tabletop suppliers, you might want to rethink your view of Best Western Hotels and their potential opportunity that they may represent to you and your brand going forward. And in other news, down south here in the great state of Alabama, Auburn University has just announced it's going to be building a $95 million culinary education center and hotel and that's slated to open in 2021. That's great news and that says a lot for our industry when you see great educational institutions like Auburn University make that type of commitment to invest in the developing the future leaders of our industry. Auburn University says the new culinary science center will include a teaching boutique hotel and restaurant and it also is going to have a 9,000 square foot food hall, a wine appreciation center, a distilled spirit center, and a food and beverage media center. Well done Auburn University. In our first company and product segment this week, I want to discuss a company and a product that we've mentioned here before on Seat Yourself. That company is Stolzel Glassware, and the product is Stolzel's very well-known all around the world, Glencairn Whiskey Glass. This little glass falls into a truly unique category as far as tabletop items go. For us, 
It's a really small item that is easily recognizable. In a picture, in a bar, across the room, you can easily see if that bartender is serving their spirits in a Glencairn glass. It's just that distinctive a shaped glass, and there's simply no other glass like it. Recently, we covered the 60 Minutes television show on Scottish whiskey that featured prominently the Glencairn glass. In one of our early news segments, we reported that the U.S. Distilled Spirits Council just named the Glencairn glass their official quote-unquote tasting glass. So what is it that makes this small whiskey glass so special, and why is it so well known and respected around the world by industry professionals? We recently had the opportunity to speak with Stolzl, Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing here in the U.S., Jay Alley, and here's what he had to say. I'm here with Jay Alley, Senior Vice President for Sales and Marketing here in North America for the Stolzl Glassware Company, which makes the famous Glencairn glass. Jay, what is it? about the Glencairn glass that makes it world famous all over the world. It's gotten a lot of publicity lately from the 60 Minutes program and from the Distilled Spirits Council. They just recently named it the tasting glass for them. What is it about the Glencairn glass that makes it so popular with the professionals in our industry? Well, Dave, I know that for the longest time the Glencairn Glass Company was working to produce this glass. My assumption is that they worked with a bunch of mixologists around the country and around the world. And in this development, they came to Stolzl because of our quality and asked us if we could produce the glass, which we were excited and overjoyed to become a partner with them. Since then, with the explosion of the bourbons and the scotches and all of this phenomenal craft cocktail business, the Glencairn is is, is become so recognized as the single most famous scotch and whiskey tasting glass in the whole world. Um, it's stylishly designed. I mean, it, it, it's in the Stolzl line of glassware, too. For us, it's the single biggest conversation starter we have. We cannot show this glass to anyone without getting involved with a conversation that may lead to them buying it or lead to them looking in our catalog for all of the rest of the Stolzl products. But the Glencairn glass is unquestionably uh, the most recognizable tasting scotch glass that, you, that you'll find on the planet. So uh, we hope that anybody who gets involved enjoys it. And uh, not only can you put scotch and bourbons in it, but we, we've actually done some tastings with tequilas, some rums, uh, even some sakis. Not to make it an end-all, be-all glass for all, every liquor in the world, but it, it really is quite versatile. So that's kind of the story, and uh, I, I just see this thing growing more and more and more as we go along, and, and just getting more and more popular every single day that we that we move forward. Well, I see it all over the world, and it seems like the Glencairn glass is synonymous with whiskey, but it's great to hear you say that it works with other alcohol and other spirits uh, as well. Yep, absolutely. And obviously it was designed as a, uh, first and foremost, uh, the ultimate scotch and whiskey tasting glass, but it does have a tremendous amount of versatility built in. Don't you just love live audio? I hope that loud crash we heard in the background wasn't this restaurant's Glencairn glasses. But Jay's right in his comments, right on, especially about how the Glencairn glass works well with other spirits beyond just whiskeys, too. Just to finish up on the popularity of the Glencairn glass, well, I'm sure there's specific technical properties to both the overall design and perhaps even the glass itself that's used to make the Glencairn glass, but my tendency is always to focus on the guest experience. So first of all, with the Glencairn glass, you know the guest is always going to get all the aromatic nuances of the spirits, along with the glass clarity providing a clear view of the amber hues of the spirit inside. And secondly, as the whiskey or whatever preferred spirit is served in the Glencairn glass, the guest is immediately, immediately going to understand that the establishment has respect for them as a guest. After all, they're using the world's most preferred whiskey glass to serve their whiskey. And the guest is also going to realize that the establishment has respect for the spirit itself. And isn't that just how it should be? 
And in our next company and product segment this week, I want to talk about a company that's really upped its game in design lately. In the past several years, we're really loving the designs we're seeing coming out of the British tabletop company, Dudson. Design director Danny Goodall and his team have been doing an outstanding job of delivering fun, yet still practical designs that are really on trend for today's chefs and restaurateurs. Dudson, the 200-year-old-plus hospitality tabletop company, continues to bring more and more design-driven dinnerware collections to the hotel and restaurant trade these days. Another great example of that is the recent introduction of their new Rough Lux dinnerware design. Inspired by chefs using the plate rim as a display area for the dish, the gold decoration on Rough Lux represents a splash, if you will, of sauce by the chef. The Rough Lux decoration itself is the embodiment of something that can happen in real life, taking a brief, unexpected moment and capturing it in a bold gold color. Available on four key items in Dudson's Precision Dinnerware range, the flat profile and elegant simplicity of each plate provides an ideal platform for the bold and contemporary design. Now, with only four items, you might think, how can I use this design? But there are actually some designs where just a little of this or, or you know, not too much of that, not an entire tabletop of it, works perfectly in a restaurant and with a chef's food presentation. Rough Lux from Dudson is that type of design, one that mixes well with white, well with undecorated wear, or with other very simply decorated patterns. The new Rough Lux design is from the Dudson Fine China range. This range of dinnerware is where the company combines the delicate qualities of fine bone china with the strength of vitrified tableware. And because the decoration is gold colored and does not contain metal, Rufflux is industrial dishwasher safe and microwave safe. <clears throat> and will certainly will withstand the demands of any professional kitchen. And for your peace of mind, Rufflux is also covered by the Dudson Lifetime Edge Chip Warranty. For more information on Dudson and its new Rufflux design, or any of the other wide range of products they have for the hospitality tabletop, go to Dudson.com. And of course, the Dudson range of dinnerware is available to North American hospitality customers from Arc Cardinal. You can find out more information at cardinalfoodservice.com. Now 60 Seconds with Shannon, where Dave asks Shannon Talon of Edward Donald Company the question of the week. This week, Shannon talks about the growth of delivery and off-premise dining and how it may impact the tabletop category. Hey everybody, we're back here with Shannon again, and this week we want to talk about something that's been near and dear to uh, our heart for a while. It's a it's a major topic in our industry. It's the growth of food delivery and off-premise dining, and as we've reported here, uh, it's continuing to grow and it shows no signs of abating. The question I have, Shannon, today for you is: when people are eating restaurant food away from the restaurant, how does that impact the tabletop category for you? Well, I think it's redefining tabletop in a way. And it is forcing operators to think about disposable tabletop. Um, while the off-premise dining obviously lends itself towards disposable to-go products and such, I think these savvy end users are trying to figure out how do we replicate the dining experience for these consumers who are buying our product and eating it at home? How do we make sure it arrives and looks appetizing? And how do we make sure that as they eat the food at home, it feels like a, a quality experience from our restaurant? And so um, it's just led to uh, changes in disposable tabletop products, I think, and we're going to see uh, that those products become more relevant um, and blur into the permanent wear space. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the uh, really smart and on-trend uh, tabletop manufacturers 
figure out a way to get a piece of some of that business and continue to help that that part of the industry evolve because I think there could be a fit for permanent wear product, permanent tabletop product uh, in that space. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see that soon. Yeah, the, the food delivery and the takeaway portion of it's a lot more than just pizza and Absolutely. Chinese carryout yep. now. It's a lot more than that, and it's at all levels we're seeing, not just casual or even fast casual. You have uh, very high-end uh, white tablecloth restaurants that are doing some some of that food delivery and carry-out. Absolutely. Not over yet. Now here's Dave with this week's commentary. This week, Dave addresses the type of everyday courage that people can show in their professional work lives. In this week's commentary, I want to take a minute or two and talk about courage. No, I'm not speaking today about courage in the same sense of the courage that our military members may show as they defend our country or what first responders show as they work to keep us protected and safe every day. The courage I want to talk about today is the type of everyday courage that people can show in their professional work lives. According to author Bill Lawrence in his book, Courage Goes to Work, there are three types of everyday courage that we can all develop and employ as we go about our daily routines. First is the try courage. This is the courage to quote-unquote take a risk and try something new such as a first attempt at a new skill or some other type of pioneering task. This also can be stepping up to lead a new project or venture within your company or organization. The second type of courage is the trust courage. This is the courage managers show when they relinquish control and rely on others. According to Lawrence, when managers want associates to embrace and follow directors more enthusiastically, it is really more of the trust courage that they want their follow, fellow employees to follow here. Trust courage also comes in the form of when you give a colleague the benefit of the doubt instead of questioning their motives or intention. We've talked about trust here on Seat Yourself before and its importance, and we've talked about it multiple times. Having and showing trust courage is one of the more one more example of how important this is to organizations and how they operate. Trust courage isn't about taking charge. It's more about following the charge of others. The third type of courage, according to author Lawrence, is the tell courage. Tell courage is when you have the courage to speak up for your convictions. Speaking up honestly and without fear of retribution is sometimes difficult for employees. However, having great tell courage among the frontline and even midline team members and associates is really critical to getting the best possible solutions to the challenges that face every company these days. Team members who assert themselves using their tell courage and respectfully share their honest opinions do more to help the company and organizations grow than those who remain silent. And managers who use their tell courage to give tactful, honest feedback to employees generate respect and provide more helpful guidance to that team member's career growth and development. So the issue of courage is really important. It's around us every day as we go about our professional lives. Understanding that and working to develop further our three types of courage, the trust courage, the try courage, and the tell courage can help us boost our performance and that of our teams. It can also help us and our organizations produce better results and compete at higher and higher levels versus our competition. And finally, having courage in our professional lives can produce better job satisfaction and more balance in the crazy, getting faster by the minute lifestyles of our ever accelerating world. Well, that's it, everybody. That wraps up today's Seat Yourself podcast. I want to thank Shannon Talon for joining us. And of course, I especially want to thank you, our listeners, for joining in today. 
And finally, I want to thank the Edward Don and Company for sponsoring, in part, this episode of Seat Yourself. Edward Don and Company, everything but the food for nearly 100 years. This is Dave Turner, and we'll see you next time. But always remember, Tabletop Matters. For more information and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out tabletopjournal.com or email Dave at dt at tabletopjournal.com. Dave at tabletopjournal.com.